Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank you for joining us uh, on Facebook Live. This is City Church of Sacramento, and I, my hope and my prayer is that uh, uh, you worshiped with us the, through the singing. Uh, again, I want to thank our praise team. They're doing such an incredible job. Uh, Jean, uh, Audrey, William, uh, Anna, you guys, I just, I so appreciate you. I appreciate your your willingness to to stand and deliver and to perform, uh, you know, without without music, without uh, uh, Sister Jones, you know, being there to to guide us. You you do what you do, and I appreciate that. Everybody that that has stepped up, the reading of the announcements, all of that to to make this whole experience one of coming together and for us to worship together. Uh, so I really thank you. And for those of you who are uh, coming across us for the first time, uh, allow me to introduce ourselves. We are City Church of Sacramento, and we are located uh, in North Oak Park in Sacramento, California, uh, 3860 4th Avenue, on the corner of uh, 39th Street and 4th Avenue. And if you're looking for a church home, I invite you to seriously consider City Church Home. As I, as I say every week, uh, we don't take ourselves seriously but we take the word of God very seriously. And um, we are very casual in our gathering, but we are very serious in our study. If you would like more information on who we are, both our history and our trajectory, uh, I invite you to send us an email. Uh, just send us an email at info, info at citychurchsac.org. Info at citychurchsac.org. Uh, we'll get some material to you, uh, and you can check it out. And when the uh, sheltering in place, the social distancing uh, uh, orders are uh, relaxed, we'd love, Sister Meeks and I would love to take you out for coffee or a sandwich and to share more about City Church. Um, a major aspect of our, of our uh, ministry is study. And I want to encourage, I want to implore, uh, dare I say beg, I want to make sure that everybody is uh, a part of a small group or an affinity group, and uh, especially in the time when physical, physical uh, distancing uh, is, is the rule of the day, if you will. Um, that's how we're going to grow. That's how we will maintain community. We've got small groups that meet on Tuesday midday, Tuesday evening, uh, a couple on Friday evenings. Uh, we have the the iMoms Affinity Group, uh, we have Salt and Light. So if you're not already dialed into one of these groups, I encourage you to, to reach out to us again at info at citychurchsac.org and uh, we will put you in contact with William and Aniela Leung, uh, who are small group leaders and they will uh, connect you uh, with a small group. Um, and needless to say, uh, this is a very difficult time uh, this is a very difficult time uh, for all of us, uh, and some more than others, but this is, this is challenging for everyone. The, the, we are created for community. We are created in community. We are created for community. We are saved in community. Uh, we, will, we will spend uh, uh, eternity with God in community. And so this sheltering in place uh, that, that creates this distance uh, is... is is antithetical to, to our very creation. So I say all that to say, uh, 
this is a very difficult time for a lot of folks. And I want to invite you uh, to reach out if there is a need uh, to our trained chaplains and deacons, uh, to our Compassionate Care Helpline. It's 24 hours. The number is 916-349-6980, 916-349-6980, or you can send an email at chaplains, that's chaplains with an S, uh, at citychurchsac.org. And uh, you need not be a member of City Church or even be in Sacramento. Uh, if you have a need to have someone to walk with, to speak with you, uh, and to point you to professional resources, we would love to uh, stand in the gap for you at that time. And relatedly, the announcement went out uh, earlier. Uh, thank you again, uh, Reverend Sister Stephanie, uh, for the announcements, doing an incredible job, continue to do an incredible job. Uh, I want to invite everyone to our live prayer uh, call-in line. It's, it's a telephone line, so you don't have to worry about appearances are being shown up on, uh, uh, on, on a screen. It's a call-in line, it's live, and it's facilitated by chaplains Dan Thompson and uh, Catherine Green. 30 minutes of community, comfort, and prayer. Uh, I encourage you, uh, you really need to be a part of that. And uh, if you would like to uh, even submit a prayer in advance, just send it to prayer at citychurchsac.org, and we'll get that in the hands of uh, 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 chaplains uh, Catherine and, and Dan. Um, and then just one more announcement. Uh, just I want to say, give a shout out to DeAndre, Isabel, uh, Jabrilla, um, Lachey, I'm now I'm going to forget somebody, Jean, Matt, uh, uh, Kalela, um, Sister Jones, everyone who was a part, all of our city church, uh, Aniela, Zoya, um, names will start coming to me later too. Uh, everyone that's a city church, uh, uh, children's church or teens church or youth church teacher, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for being a part of the Zoom call or the Zoom uh, platform on this past Thursday and, and uh, meeting with the, those that uh, chose to show up. Again, we want to remain connected with our children and uh, you, can, you can guarantee that uh, DeAndre and Isabel and all the teachers are going to continue to reach out to you uh, and feel free to reach out to us, reach out to them. If uh, your children are feeling, uh, are wanting to, to, to connect with their teachers, let us know, let us know. We would be happy to facilitate that. So I just wanted to, to say thank you for that. And that's it for our PSAs. Um, and again, about this time, I would say if you're a first-time visitor, uh, you know, just kind of raise your hand. Well, nobody's here, just me and Pastor Bert. Uh, so, uh, and he's not a first-time visitor. So, uh, again, I invite you to consider City Church. If you would like more information on City Church, please send us an email, and we will uh, uh, be happy to respond with information on City Church and to help you along your spiritual journey in whatever way we are able to do that. And I just want to say thank you in advance. So that's it. I invite you to get your Bibles uh, and prepare to go with me to the second chapter of the book of Daniel. Uh, second chapter of the book of Daniel. And as you're gathering your, your Bibles and flipping through that portion of the Bible that we don't always get to, kind of like Genesis to Matthew, uh, it, and there's a whole lot in between. So Daniel's kind of kind of to the two-thirds way in the, the Old Testament. Um, second chapter 
And as you're getting your Bibles, I invite you to go with me in prayer as we uh, beseech God's uh, grace and wisdom at this time. Bow with me, please. Our Father and our God, again, I would just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you for Jesus Christ, who continues to do all things well and continues to look past all of our faults, all of our shortcomings, all of our sins, and, and see uh, who we are, how, see how you see us. And Father, as far as uh, uh, the East is from the West, uh, the, you've separated our sins from us. So Father, with that grace that you've extended us, give us the wisdom to step in uh, to that, that wondrous grace that you've extended to us and to lean in to you and to look to you uh, to lead, guide, uh, lead and guide us in every way, shape, and form. Father, now uh, I'm asking blessings on uh, our word this morning. Father, as we uh, continue our systematic study in uh, uh, your servant Daniel's book, Father, I ask that you would uh, continue to uh, give us understanding, wisdom, and Father, as we present what you have given us. And Father, that your Holy Spirit will impart uh, interpretation and wisdom to your people everywhere, Father, those that are live and those that will uh, uh, view this uh, video um, later. Father, be there for them with interpretation. We love you and we thank you. It's in the name of your Son, our Savior, the Christ, that we ask it all. Amen. Amen. Um, after a two-week break for Palm and Easter Sunday, uh, we are resuming our systematic study of the book of Daniel. And again, I want to uh, remind us that is if, for those of you who've read Daniel, uh, you've read ahead, you've read it before, uh, you, I want to make sure that you understand this isn't a beginning to end chronology of Daniel's time spent in Babylon. This is a, uh, or in exile, in ba including Babylon. But this is, this, these are series of vignettes, if you will, uh, that give us opportunity to explore and to see what it means and what, it what is it to be a faithful witness in Babylon? What, it what, what does that look like lived out? Um, because you do know we're in Babylon. You know, we are in Babylon. And I don't care if you're in California or in Thailand or in uh, Germany. You're in Babylon. You, you, are not, you are not in the promised land. Uh, wherever God has you. Uh, you'll recall the last time we looked at the 25th to the 30th verse uh, where we read, Arioch took Daniel to the king at once and said, I have found a man among the exiles from Judah who can tell the king what his dreams mean. means. The king asked Daniel, also called Belteshazzar, are you able to tell me what I saw in my dream and interpret it? Daniel replied, no wise man, enchanter, magician, or diviner can explain to the king the mystery he has asked about. But there is a God in heaven who reveals mystery. The king has had a dream, to say the least. Uh, it was very disturbing. So he calls his go-to people, and he demanded not only an interpretation of the dream, uh, but to make sure that the interpretation was, was true, he demanded that his go-to people tell him what he dreamt. Well, his go-to people said, no one on earth can do this. And uh, the king said, okay, that's fine. 
I'm going to kill all of you. Uh, so this, in, this order included Daniel and his friends. Um, and as I shared before, and I'll just share in brief now, uh, this, this ought to serve as a reminder um, that there are certain judgments that fall to everybody. There are certain judgments that fall to everybody. And it's not a lack of faith uh, uh, that condemns, nor great faith that will act as a prophylactic, that will protect us. It's like just there are certain judgments that will fall regardless of your faith. Um, or I'll put it another way. It's our response to situations and conditions that separate us from those uh, whose faith is in God, from those that have no faith in God. Certain situations are going to be, be it, be it a, a coronavirus or an edict from, from the king. Uh, there are certain things that, that, are, that will befall all of us, and it's our response to those situations and those edicts that will separate us from others. So Daniel's response was simple, it's just twofold. He asked for time and he used the time to go to God. He asked for time and he used the time to go to, go to God. So Daniel and his friends prayed and asked God for mercy. And in the 19th verse, uh, if you uh, scroll up to your, uh, uh, in, in your uh, move up from the 25th verse to the 19th, you'll see um, that, uh, that God gave Daniel the revelation. And Daniel immediately begins to shout, so to speak. And he praises God for who he is from the 20th to the 23rd verse. He goes on and on and on, extolling the virtues and attributes of God. And he doesn't hesitate. After he does that, he doesn't hesitate. Text lets us know. He goes immediately, tells the overseer to take him to the king. So here we see, starting at the 25th verse, that Arioch immediately takes Daniel to the king and declares, I have found a guy who can do the impossible. And while it seems that Arioch is taking credit for finding someone who can interpret the dream, I'm pretty sure, I'm not going out on a theological or an exegetical limb, that if things didn't go well, if, if for whatever reason uh, Daniel came up uh, with a wrong interpretation, uh, it wouldn't go well for Daniel, and it wasn't going to go well uh, for Arioch either. So as we shared before, it looks like the king is like cold staring at Daniel and essentially is saying, what you got? What you got? Uh, what I had the best and the brightest uh, magicians, the sorcerers, uh, the people that I go to on a regular basis uh, to service me, and who are you? Uh, if my, if my go-to guys can't do it, what makes you think you can do it? But Daniel doesn't blink. He doesn't back down. He affirms what the king's men have concluded, uh, that what the king was asking was impossible. But without missing a beat, he says, there is a God who specializes in the impossible. Uh, and as I shared previously, then and now, we've got to be careful to point and to look to God, not our opinion, not our education, not our experience. All of that is limited and is prone to lead us into trouble. But to look to God, 
And that's what Daniel does here. And he goes on to say to the king, uh, verse, uh, the, the B part of the 28th verse, he has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in days to come. Your dream and the visions that pass through your mind as you were lying in bed are these. As your majesty was lying there, your mind turned to things to come. And the revealer of mysteries showed you what is going to happen. As for me, this mystery has been revealed to me, not because I have greater wisdom than anyone else alive, but so that your majesty may know the interpretation and that you may understand what went through your mind. Daniel shows incredible humility. He just, you just look at the text, incredible humility. Instead of taking any credit whatsoever, he points everything to God and he calls him the revealer of mysteries, the revealer of mysteries. He says the mystery wasn't revealed because he was anybody special, but for the very purpose of revealing the mystery to the king. I mean, we, we dealt with that last time. Um, I would say go listen to the podcast, but in our current situation, we don't have that podcast. So, uh, but, but, but trust me when I say that, 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 that Daniel pointed to God in such a way that don't look at me. Look, look to God. And he is the one that is giving the interpretation that I'm going to give you right now. So it, today we pick up at the 31st verse uh, where we read. Your majesty looked and there before you stood a large statue, an enormous, dazzling statue, awesome in appearance. The head of the statue was made of pure gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of baked clay. While you were watching, a rock was cut out, but not by human hands. It struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and smashed them. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were all broken to pieces, and all became like chaff on a threshing floor in the summer. The wind swept them away without leaving a trace, but, uh, but the rock that struck the statue became a huge mountain and filled the whole earth. This was a dream, and now we will interpret it to the king. I'm a... I, I don't know. I just I get geeked out over this stuff. I'm telling you, it's a, just a simple, straightforward read of the word for me is inspiring. And dare I say, jaw dropping. Uh, just if you just 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 read that carefully and slowly, um, it ought to give you goosebumps. It, it just 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 the, the 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 strength of the word and the, the strength of conviction that just oozes through the text. As Daniel, he's shown all along, he's not the least bit unsure as to the accuracy of his understanding of the dream. He's like, I got this. <laughs> I, I got this. I, I know what I'm about ready to do and deliver. Uh, from his praise to God for the revelation and interpretation to telling Arioch, Take me to the king. His response, it's flat-footed. It's unambiguous. Uh, he's responding 
He just looked at the text. He's responding in absolute confidence that what God has shown him is true. And I can't overstate uh, that the confidence is rooted in the relationship with God. We'll see here and we'll see again throughout this book. Uh, Daniel has a relationship with God such that he knows when God is speaking. And when God is speaking, that uh, that's good enough for me. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to roll and to 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 proceed with confidence and conviction because I know my God has got my back. Uh, he simply states what he knows. The king is dreamed. And he drops the mic. He's just like, ah, bing, uh, that's the dream. And now we, God, his friends, who we don't know, uh, will interpret it. Time for a point. What's your point? Glad you asked. Uh, our declaration must be rooted in Scripture and affirmed by the Spirit of God. Otherwise, it's just an opinion or something that seems reasonable. Too often... You will see, uh, be it a Facebook meme or anything, someone will put something cute up there and it's like, well, that sounds good. And we'll repost it and it'll get a bajillion uh, thumbs up or hearts or whatever. It's like, where did that come from? Well, it sounded good. It, it's like, no, 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 no. Before we are, we, we, we are apt or quick to, to promote something that just sounds good, think it through. Really think it through. It's a, okay, does that resonate with scripture? Is that consistent with the Holy Spirit of God that lives with inside of me? This is especially true when we're dealing with eschatological issues like the book of Daniel, like the book of Revelation. There's a lot of garbage that's, that, that's being floated about. Well, garbage is a strong word. That, that, there's a lot of stuff that's being floated out. It's like, oh, my goodness. It's like, are you kidding me? It, it's, what, are you, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Um, What's your point? My point is misinterpretation leads to misapplication, which can lead others and ourselves to doubt the very validity of Scripture. Because we say something, if it's not, if it's not supported by Scripture, if it's not supported by the Holy Spirit of God, when we promote such things, then when such things either are contrary to Scripture or are contrary to God's plan, then folks will just see, I told you it was just a bunch of hooey anyway. There was nothing to it. Well, we 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 participated in that. We 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 moved that stuff along because it looked cute, because it pandered to what I think or what I would even like to see happen. Oh, this, this, I would love for this to see happen. So obviously this is God's will. So let me go ahead and, and promote that. We need to make sure that we don't misinterpret scripture or the conditions that we are in. And with the, only, the only prevention, the only prophylactic for that is to be in relationship with God. Otherwise, I am prone to, well, this sounds good. Uh, let me do that. No, no. What is God saying? What is scripture saying? Uh, so don't get caught up in speculative debates on how many angels can dance on the head of the pen. Because particularly now, and particularly then, you, you, we could get caught up in that. Well, 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 what about this? And well, what about that? It's like, well, what about it? What is the real question you're asking? What, 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 what are you really asking? That's 
what we want to find out. So here it was Daniel's relationship with God that allowed him to walk boldly before the king. It wasn't his good looks. It wasn't because he was eloquent. It uh, wasn't anything. Uh, so beginning at the 37th verse, he provides the interpretation given of God. Your majesty, you are the king of kings. The God of heaven has given you dominion and power and might and glory. In your hands he has placed all mankind and the beasts of the fields and the birds in the sky. Wherever they live, he has made you ruler over them all. You are that head of gold. Um, there's a lot here, but I want to focus on the big picture and the main things. Uh, so what are they? I'm glad you asked. First, Daniel affirms that the king is indeed king. Well, Pastor Meeks, that was profound. I know, I know. Thank you very much. Uh, that's not a small thing. It's important to acknowledge what is. It's important to acknowledge what is. Daniel could have said, you're not my king. My king's Jewish, and you ain't Jewish. He could have said that. wouldn't have gone well for him. Uh, instead, Daniel sees the situation for what it is. But he quickly pivots, uh, uh, but, but, but quickly he puts, he puts his position, uh, as powerful as it is, in context. And he pivots uh, and tells the king his position and authority is delegated. You're the king. You are the king of kings. Uh, but the God of heaven has given you Dominion and power and might and glory. Um, I, uh, I worked uh, when I was full-time permanent in the state of California. I worked for a, a person that was uh, at the executive level. I worked at the executive level, but I wasn't him. I worked for him. So there were times when my boss, my supervisor, who was an executive with the organization, would say, Mark, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. Go get it from whoever and get the information or tell them whatever and make sure it gets done. Now, I could have strolled in there into the, someone's office who's many pay grades higher than me and said, well, uh, I want X, Y, and Z. Give me this information. And they would have looked at me and said, I'm not giving you anything you can leave. Get out of here. But because I had the authority, I had the positional authority uh, of my supervisor, I was able to do what he had asked me to do. Uh, what are you saying? Uh, that he's letting the king know that while he's in charge, his authority... He's only able to do what God has allowed him to do. God allowed him to be king of kings. Daniel acknowledged that. You're the king of kings. But God put you in this position of king of kings. Um, which leads me to the third point. Because God grants authority does not mean that he's co-signing on that person or the regime. Who do you mean? What I mean is we are prone to conflate uh, what God allows through a person 
with the goodness or the greatness of the person. Those are two separate things. Those are two separate things. We can say, well, because things are rolling along wonderfully, that must mean the person that's in authority must be a wonderful guy. No, that would be a leap of logic that you don't want to make. God gives authority, and that person, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a, a story, uh, not in my notes, and so uh, I hope I get this story correct. There was this uh, lady who was, who was praying for, uh, 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 there was famine in the land. It's a story. Uh, there's a, the, she was praying for famine. There was famine in the land, so she was praying for that when God would please send provision, would you send uh, flour, some sugar, some butter, so I can make some things so my family can eat. Uh, and a person happened to be walking by the, the house. The window was open and heard the woman's prayer, and he was moved. And he went out, and he got the things, put it at the door, knocked on the door, and the woman, and then he ran off. And then the woman came out, got it, and started praising God. God, oh, you're so wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And she went on and on, praising God. The guy, he was listening to see what her reaction would be. And he got tired of that. He's praising God. I gave you these things. I gave you the flower. I gave you. He came out and told her, look, look, lady, God didn't have anything to do with this. I gave you the flour. I gave you the sugar. I gave you the butter. I'm the one. The lady said, well, <laughs> as the story goes, uh, he may have used the devil to deliver it, but God gave me the butter, the flour, and the sugar. You were just the vessel. You were just the deliverer. So what are you saying? It, God has, is, and will work with a wicked person just as effectively as a good person as we define good to accomplish his will. God's will will be done. And we, that's why it's so important, we as, as, as God followers, as Christ followers, that we just recognize that and say, you could have used anybody. I'm nothing special. I, I'm nobody special. I'm not God's gift to anything. But, but God has given me the grace, the privilege to be used in whatever capacity he has chosen to use me. Too often we can get caught up, oh, well, I, I can speak really well, or I've been to this school. I mean, it's like nobody cares. No, seriously, nobody cares. But, but God wants us to be uh, willing vessels to accomplish his will. Uh, and King, as great as you are, times, they are changing. Uh, so Daniel goes on. After you, see, after you, <laughs> another kingdom will arise inferior to yours. Next, a third kingdom, one of bronze, will rule over the whole earth. Finally, there will be a fourth kingdom, strong as iron. For iron breaks and smashes everything, and iron breaks things to pieces, so it will crush and break all the others. Just as you saw that the feet and toes were partly of baked clay and partly of iron, so this will be a divided kingdom. Yet it will have some of the strength of iron in it, even as you saw iron mixed with clay. As the toes were partly iron and partly clay, so this kingdom will be partly strong and partly brittle. And just as you saw the iron mixed with baked clay, so the people will be a mixture and will not remain united any more than iron mixes with clay. 
Uh, this, as well as other texts in Daniel, and as I shared in this book of Revelation, this has been poured over and examined and uh, like a kaleidoscope, twisted uh, to get various interpretations and looks uh, any number of ways. And I encourage you to study and explore, but be very careful. Yeah, you can get 10 references. You can look at 10 references and get 100 opinions. I mean, it's that it's that difficult. It's that crazy. Uh, when you look at things like this, uh, well, pastor, which one is right? What does this mean? Uh, let me break it down it's, again under the heading of let's focus on the main things. Uh, let me break it down for you. Uh, I hate to be this succinct. Kingdoms come and kingdoms go. Kingdoms come and kingdoms go. King Nebuchadnezzar, as great as you are today, you're just the flavor of the month. That's all you are. You, you're just the flavor of the month. Uh, Medes and Persians are coming, Greeks and Romans after that, and there'll be more after that. Uh, what's your point then, Pastor? Um, my point is our culture has an unhealthy and unbiblical fixation on nationalism. I'll say that again, and I mean what I say. Our culture has an unhealthy and unbiblical fixation on nationalism. God's purpose from the beginning has been and continues to be about relationships, not nations. Kingdoms come and kingdoms go. I, and I'm just about done. What? You're just about done? Yes, I am. Just about done. We're coming out of Holy Week. Jesus schooled Pilate by informing him that his kingdom is not of this world. And right on cue, Daniel continues. You look, look, look at the 44th verse. In the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed. nor will it be left to another people. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end. But it will, self, but it will itself endure forever. Just look at the text. This is the meaning of the vision of the rock cut out of the mountain, but not by human hands. A rock that broke the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, the gold to pieces. The great God has shown the king what will take place in the future. The dream is true. And its interpretation is trustworthy. The dream is true, and its interpretation is trustworthy. Uh, it's kind of an interesting footnote that I discovered in uh, the study. Daniel is recorded as um, 
as I like to liken it, holding a mirror up to the king, so to speak, and repeats the verb translated the king seen in the 34th, the 41st, the 43rd, and the 45th verse. See, Daniel holds up a mirror to the king and said, this is what you saw. This is what you saw. Daniel knows he has correctly described the king's dream and reminds him, this is what you saw. Essentially, he's meeting the king where he was in his dream, and he went from there. And I suppose my point is that as we engage others that don't know God like we know God, uh, we need to meet them where they are and allow the Holy Spirit to give in proper interpretation for us to share with uh, them. Um, with the coronavirus or any similar situation, it does no good to repeat to a non-believer, God hasn't given them the spirit of fear uh, because in their case, yes, they should be fearful. Uh, the, the God hasn't given us the spirit of fear. Um, truthfully, uh, truth be told, many believers are living in fear, which is wrong. Um, I, I have a, a, a niece that was ministering to a, a relative that seemed to be chasing shadows and ghosts. Um, uh, and my recommendation to her uh, then and now is to ask essentially, what is it do you see? And what are you seeking? What is the real question that you're wrestling over? See, we can, we can uh, 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 spend uh, an inordinate amount of time focusing on, uh, well, what the, the, the feet and the breastplate and uh, which kingdom was this and which kingdom was that. And God has said, or Daniel has said, by word of God, this is the meaning of the vision of the rock cut out of the mountain, but not by human hands. A rock that broke the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold to pieces. The great God has shown the king what will take place in the future. The dream is true, and the interpretation is trustworthy. See, so, so as he holds up the mirror to the king, we will see next week, God spares us, we will see next week how when Daniel holds up the mirror, the king responds to the mirror being held in his face. Uh, but our, 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 our pursuit should be, when we engage the world, to ask them, what is it you're wrestling with? What is it you're seeking? Because I can answer you any number of questions, and we can play whack-a-mole spirit. We can play uh, uh, theological whack-a-mole with any number of portions of scripture. And what if this? And what if that? Well, what about this? And what about that? But what is it you're really seeking? What are, you, what are you really looking for? Are you looking for certainty? Are you looking for control? Are you looking for safety? Are you looking for assurance? We need to raise the level of spiritual conversation 
from seeing the book of Daniel as uh, a 21st century diet uh, uh, for health, for, for, for good health or an apocalyptic roadmap. Folks, well, when is God coming? When he comes? No, pastor, you don't understand. I want to know. When is he coming? He is coming when he comes. That's when he's coming. In the meantime, we have to be faithful witnesses to a world that's asking questions. They don't even they don't even they haven't a foggiest idea what they're asking and what they're seeking. But that's where it comes to us to ask them, what is it you're looking for? What's behind that question? None of the four empires that were prophesied, uh, none of the four empires that were prophesied were the last. And they didn't. But in contrast, Daniel spoke of a kingdom that was to come. Verse 35, uh, that would fill the whole earth and would never be destroyed. I am closing, I promise. As the prophet Isaiah wrote in the sixth chapter of his book, uh, when he was seeing the cherubim, uh, when he was in the Holy of Holies, uh, what, were they, what were they chanting? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Uh, and unless we think that the kingdom of God is exclusively eschatological, Jesus said in response to the chiding of the Pharisees in the 17th chapter of the book of Luke, once upon being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the coming of the kingdom is not something that can be observed. Nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is in your midst. Uh, kingdoms come, kingdoms go. Pandemics come, pandemics go. What doesn't come or go, but is now, is God's kingdom. Uh, there's going to be yet to come a new heaven and a new earth. But God's kingdom, his kingdom has already begun. And it only makes sense that we understand what it is and live in that kingdom uh, as, as rightful daughters and sons of the king so we know how to behave and live in his kingdom. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, Again, we want to say thank you. Thank you for Jesus Christ, who does all things well. Thank you for uh, just an incredible opportunity to, to knit together uh, prophecy and reality, Father, in such a way that we can live in confidence, Father, that your kingdom is now. It's at hand, and it is yet to come. Father, we so thank you for that, that, that understanding and that confidence. Father, that we can stand flat-footed with assurance that your kingdom has begun and is without end. Now, Father, let us be effective, faithful witnesses to a world that continues to look for answers to questions they can't even formulate. Father, let us be that salt. Let us be that light to a world that is dark and without savor. We love you and we thank you. It's in the name of your son, our savior, the king of kings. We love you, Father. In Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. I want to thank you again for, for being with us this morning. I want to thank everyone that has made 
this worship experience, what it is, from Pastor Bert to the praise team to the scripture reading to the prayer thanksgiving uh, to our announcements. Thank you so much. Uh, again, uh, send us an email, info at citychurchsac.org if you would like more information or you would like to be connected with one of our small groups. We love you. We thank you. Be blessed, and God spares us. We will see you next week. Amen.